Welcome everyone to the Elite Star Podcast. My name is Andrew Owen. I'm the host for today's episode, alongside with Audrey, a current student at the University of Chicago, which is currently ranked number six in the U.S. news ranking. Throughout this podcast, we will discuss career aspirations and stories to motivate the young generation in university, career, and beyond. So let's welcome Audrey to the show. How are you doing, Audrey? Hi, I'm good. Um, Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, too. Hopefully, this whole pandemic is uh, keeping you safe and healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Happy to be back um, in the home country with my family. Um, Obviously, it's not like the most ideal situation to be doing everything from home, taking classes from home, but I guess um, there's always um, a silver silver lining to everything. Yes, that is true. Glad, uh, glad for you to be uh, a part of this uh, talk show, and I'm sure a lot of the students can get a lot of your advice, so thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, so can you tell me about your high school that you attended, and then the university that you're in, and also your major? Yeah, so um, I went to a small international baccalaureate school in Jakarta Barat called um, Tunas Muda. And now um, I'm a rising junior at the University of Chicago and I'm majoring in economics um, and hopefully minoring in data science. Awesome, sounds good. And then back in high school, like in Tunas Muda, right? Like how, how did you decide to choose your major and did you have a hard time choosing one? So the good thing about UChicago is that um, they didn't really ask me to declare my major upfront. So technically I could convert to like a bio major or a creative writing major um, for all I want. But um, I think for me, it was pretty clear that I wanted to do something um, in the realms of like business slash econ because that's where I think my strengths could be developed the most as well as um, where my interests actually lie. So it wasn't a very difficult choice for me because one, I like numbers, but I didn't want to be like an engineer or like a math Um, professor or something like that so obviously math and engineering was out of the question and that just leaves me with econ which has like um, a little bit of a social science um, vibe to it but also has some math especially in a very um, quote-unquote mathy school such as U Chicago Um, being an econ major there it didn't mean that I was fully immersed in like pure social science, but we also have a lot of um, math questions that we have to, uh, to do. So yeah. And in terms of like business, I also apply to like some business schools that has like finance majors because again, like econ, it's like a good mix of a little bit of of numbers as well as a little bit of the social um, side of things. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I know, because um, some, some university does not offer business, and they only offer econ as a major. So that, yeah. that has been pretty tough for students to choose um, be- between those two majors. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah uh, it's, I, I, I still think it's like somewhat within the same realm. Mm-hmm. It opens opportunities to the same types of jobs, I would like to think. Um, right. And yeah. Right. And then in terms of like choosing the U.S. as a university destination and then UChicago as a university, 
what was the reason for uh, for doing that? Um, I guess I chose to go to the U.S. because the U.S. has always been known for one having um, one of the best educations in the world, and also two for being for having just like a myriad of opportunities post graduation. Um, in addition to that, I think. I think that being so far away from home will prove to be uh, like a good life lesson for me to be independent and um, also experiencing new cultures, meeting new people. So, in, so I know that Singapore obviously also has a really good education system, but I think that for me personally, I wanted to meet like somewhat people from different cultures and just basically um, know what the other side of the world um, lives like. So mm. that's also part of the reason why I chose um, to go to the U.S. in particular. And in terms of university, I guess it's like, maybe not a lot of people would want to admit it, but um, I think that making a decision to go to school in the U.S. so far away from home and obviously costs a lot of money, like I can't just choose like any university. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wanted to aim high to make sure that all the effort and all the money and all the um, sacrifices that my family and I did um, will be worth it. And um, fortunately for me, I was accepted into um, a pretty good school. And um, well, here I am. Right, right. And, and, and I guess like being in a top, you know, 10 U.S. university, uh, do you, do you kind of know like what uh, what career path you're gonna be doing in terms of like starting salary? Is it like higher than other universities? Um, and and what what aspirations do you have? Well, honestly, I don't think I don't think the choice of your university really 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 affects like your job post graduation because I've seen like people. Um, from universities that's probably less well known than others, um, getting the type of jobs that um, the quote unquote top schools students are getting. So I think that um, students should be discouraged if their school isn't the like isn't in top ten um, category because I've actually seen a lot of um, companies like hire from um, less known schools. That being said, I think definitely being in a top school and also like having friends in other top schools, like um, placement rates are better sort of. Um, but in terms of salary, I guess I don't really pay attention to like uh, like this average starting salary for this school or that school. So okay. I'm sure you can obviously find that on Google. It's just that uh, I think having Obviously, having that top ten name helps in recruitment, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's it's just a matter of your skills, uh, whether people like you, and things like that. So mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, it it definitely helps. I'm not saying that it didn't really have any effect whatsoever, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's, um, it's really the most important thing for you to get a job straight out of college. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like it's it's kind of funny because uh, when I went to uh, school, right, I I went to University of San Francisco, um, and I remember that in my career career fair day, like I, I went to the career center and I I looked at all the companies, but like I I did not know like what those companies were, like the ones that came to my schools, like my my college was not like the popular companies. <laughs> um, so I guess like in a way it's, it's kind of funny to see the difference and I think like there there is some sort of a maybe like a like different um, tier of schools that like top companies would, would go to um, as well as like if you want to focus on like investment banking or like consulting companies like BCG, McKinsey, like they, they did not even go to my university at all. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 it depends, I guess, I guess in a sense that um, there are these schools that are called target schools for the mm -hmm. banks, and typically those are the schools that they visit, mm -hmm. but it, that doesn't mean that they automatically reject you because of the school they mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that went to, just because I've, right. uh, I mean, I've on, honestly have seen like a lot of different candidates who ended up getting the job. Yeah. Um, going up against like people from you know like Wharton or Princeton or something like that and they were the ones that got the job so right just because the yeah the the banks or the big companies goes to the like really really top schools just because most of the students they got are from that school but that doesn't mean that the that they're the only students that they want to accept so um, right. yeah and in terms of your major, like what were some of your expectations before you attended university and what was the reality of it? Mm, I guess it's coming into U Chicago since I got accepted early, I, I had time to do my research and basically what I thought um, was going to happen happened. Um, it's uh, U Chicago has been known to make their econ major a little bit more math related um uh and that's exactly what happened in real life so so yeah. I, there was no surprise there but i guess if you really want to talk about any surprise that i found in the in the university i guess it's um, more towards the it's a combination of the workload and also the quarter system mm -hmm. um and also the type of classes you chicago has so you chicago is very famous for their core curriculum and within those core um, that core curriculum um, we needed to take a lot of discussion based like classes um, for someone like me who came from like an Asian school where discussions are not really like we don't really do a lot of discussions yeah um, having that many discussion based classes in college was a little bit overwhelming for me in the sense that I was a little bit surprised and caught off guard um, mm. trying to participate in class with people who are obviously very well versed in like talking in class and discussing ideas with other people. So that uh, was something like I knew that about UChicago and that's also why I applied. Um, mm -hmm. It's like due to the core curriculum, curriculum, which will make me like a more holistic, well-rounded person. But at the same time, um, actually being there and actually experiencing those classes, I, um, in the beginning, I couldn't help but, uh, get a little bit overwhelmed by things 
but eventually I guess that's the whole point of the school you you get used to it and you get you become a better person at the end of the road so that's exactly what happened um and in addition to that coming from a school in, uh, that that adopts like the semester system um going to a quarter system where you only have 10 weeks to cover the same amount of like knowledge and topic that you would need that you would you would need to um learn within a semester but condense that into four weeks that's just um something that everyone needed to adapt to in chicago because 10 weeks fly by so fast yeah it does um especially since we're also taking four classes. And I know like people, um, like some of my peers who go to schools adopting the um, semester system, some of them also took only four classes. So right. we, we were taking the same amount of course load within a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. So that, that's like, I I'd like to see it as a double-edged sword. So one, if I don't really like the class, like it'll be over, I can get, get it over with like quickly yeah and two i also can take more classes so if you count like there are three three quarters in a year and if you take four classes a year then you can have 12 classes mm -hmm. while semester school students students will typically take 10 maybe or nine or eight um they can take 12 classes it's just mm -hmm. not that customary yep um so yeah so if you're someone who really has a lot of interest and you want to take like all sorts of different classes to expand your knowledge then like the quarter system is the right way to go mm -hmm. um but yeah it was hard to adapt at first because everything was so fast-paced but after a while i was able to pick up on things like quick like more quickly than before so i mm -hmm. guess that's like a good thing in terms of like my own personal development right yeah i also noticed that the quarter system you uh because it goes, it goes by so fast that your finals, when you're studying, you don't have to go back like five months ago. Yeah. Whereas like the semester, exactly. you have to go like five months, five months back. Exactly. Which is a awesome. good thing. Could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending yeah. on how you see it. Right. Because you also get take, uh, like a break in, in the middle of your semester. Like it goes slow. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then um, in terms of like students who who wants to study business. I know we, we talked about this a little bit, uh, but you know, like if a university only offers econ, I had a lot of students asking, you know, like what if, uh, what if I don't like econ or what job can I get with econ? Cause I think a lot of students think that um, like as an econ major, you can only get something with within econ. Uh, so like it could be in the world bank or it could be uh, working for the government, right? Like like what what do you uh like personally like after studying econ as a major like what can students do like after they graduate with an econ as a major i think a lot of students fall into a trap thinking that the type of com company that they want that, that that want to hire them has to be within the realms of their major that's entirely not true i've been to a lot of um career fairs where companies explicitly say that they accept all types of majors. And I have friends who's like history majors who are working in investment banking and history and investment banking has nothing to do with each other. So I think that's like a preconception that should not be there. Um, for econ, I think 
I mean, U Chicago's uh, top major is econ, right. and um, a lot of U Chicago graduates go to the places that you're talking about, like investment banking or consulting, um, and even tech companies. Mm. So it's not taking econ. Econ's probably the safer choice, just because it's like it like opens you up to a lot of opportunities as opposed to like actually taking finance. Well, I think it's like, it's probably the, a very similar thing. Like in mm -hmm. finance, you probably get more of a focused um, track. So mm -hmm. what you learn will actually be applied to like what you end up doing. But at the end of the day, like if you're going to banking or consulting, most of the, most of the things that you've learned in school wouldn't be useful. Even if you went to a finance school, they're going to teach you mm -hmm. um, with their own training. Um, right going to guide you when yep. you get there right. so it's not um yeah so unless you're yeah and even if you're doing if you're a bio major and you decide hmm, i want to i want to try banking or hmm, i want to try consulting like i've seen a lot of people with like majors that you wouldn't think would be related to those career fields get jobs in those career fields right so i guess the benefit of like taking finance over econ would be like more transferable skills but from what i learned and from like my conversations with like bankers or um, consultants like it the the skills that you learn even as a finance major doesn't really translate completely yep so it doesn't really it does give you like a slight 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 advantage over like people who've never touched excel or did a bcf in their life mm -hmm. but at the same time like it's not rocket science and the banks that hire you will teach you how to do that even if you didn't know how to do it in high school in college yeah i totally agree like when i was working uh, at disney like i probably only used like 10 percent of what i learned in school and then the rest was just like their training yeah um, exactly so yeah it's i think a lot for a lot of high school students they think that that like by choosing a major like that's what they're going to do the rest of their life and they can't switch to another thing um, so that's what scares them. But yeah, your advice was, was really good. Uh, and also like, you know, a bio major doing consulting, sometimes like people don't really see the uh, relationship between them, but like consulting companies and investment banking, sometimes if they are consulting for a biotechnology company or, you know, like a lab, for example, uh, then the bio major could actually help McKinsey or BCG or investment banking to like analyze a biotech company because they understand yeah. both the business, yeah, exactly. the business and the, the biology side. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah I, I, I actually see a lot of more people um, that, um, you know, decided to take like majors that's not like entirely business related and mm -hmm. then just learn the business side of things like outside for the sake of interviews. But by bringing that other like perspective that not a lot of people in the banks have right now and in the consulting firms have right now like you're actually bringing a very valuable asset to the team and it, it, it might actually be the one that like make you stand out granted that you do know some of the like finance slash business jargons mm -hmm. but having that extra knowledge that like not a lot of people in the firm has definitely will 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 make you stand out Mm -hmm. I know you're you're minoring right now, right? Can can you tell me a bit more about your minor and why you're interested in the minor? 
Yeah, so I'm planning on minoring in data science. Um, personally, I've had like very minimal coding experience before and um, I've always wanted to try coding just because I'm, uh, I've always been good at math and I've always liked math um, as a little kid. So a lot of people have told me that, hey, if you're good at math, then you should probably try out coding because it follows the same way of thinking um, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And right. um, unlike math, coding is very popular right now. And everyone, I mean, the world is just full of codes and mm -hmm. data and tech stuff. So mm -hmm. for me personally, one, I think that I've, I'm finally, why is I to minor in data science is one, I've started to finally um, try out what people have been saying to me and two and i guess more importantly um i just thought i just think that it's interesting that 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 a topic that a simple topic like data science could basically revolutionize the world right. and if i could technically be well-versed and in that like i could it would give me a competitive advantage um in yep. the future so Hilarious. Yeah, I guess it's 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 really because of that. I don't know yet if I'm gonna like it because I like I like I mentioned I have minimal coding experience and I've just started the minor like this year. So um, I'll just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like even if it's not like really enjoyable for me, I know it's going to be useful. So I guess that's what will make it worth it in the end. But I really hope I enjoy it. So it's 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 going to be a win-win solution for me. So, so you're going to be taking uh, coding, uh, statistics, right? Math. Yeah. Well, I've done statistics and math, like for the econ major. Okay. Um, so um, I just haven't haven't been doing any coding. Uh, so you just so, need to fulfill the coding uh, side of the data yeah, science minor. Basically, basically. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, data science is such a big uh, industry right now and it's getting bigger and bigger in the future. So definitely that, that will be a really good uh, tool to have. And then in terms of your um, like career path, right? Have you really thought about your career path and what industry you want to get into? Is it tech? Is it investment? Or is it consulting? Um, and have you done any internships lately? Like what's your aspiration when you graduate? Yeah, I guess I've, I've always been all over the place. I know that I want to do something in finance, but it doesn't have to be in the banks. Like I was at some point interested in being in doing finance in like a tech company or maybe Disney like you did. Um, mm -hmm. I love Disney, mm -hmm. but I was fortunate enough to be. A, um, so in my sophomore year, so beginning of my sophomore year, I applied to um, a couple of investment banks who are taking sophomores uh, for their intern class. And um, thank Hopefully, I was able to land a, an internship, a software internship with Bank of America for their investment banking division. Um, so, yeah, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch before, but now they've changed their name to Bank of America only. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and yeah, I did that internship, uh, unfortunately, online since uh, I was back home and we have COVID. Um, right but I'm returning there next year for my third year internship and hopefully we'll be able to return full time because I quite enjoy it. And I really like the people I met there. Um, and I really developed like a really good relationship with them. Um, so that's been nice. Um, but that's to say I, when I was exploring jobs, like I didn't 
I wasn't someone who like, oh, I really, really, really want to do investment banking. I was exploring my options. And uh, during my journey, I discovered that I really enjoyed investment banking. And I think I'm going to stick with it. But who oh. knows what will happen. Um, well, nice. But yeah, as of now, I have a, another internship with Bank of America next year, um, which I, yeah, hopefully will be a full-time job. Right. Oh, so they're inviting you back for next year? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so this internship was remotely, right? And you were in Jakarta? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that must be really hard. So it's really, I mean, it was re- a really different experience than like what an investment banking internship really is supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, we make do with whatever we have right now, despite yeah. the circumstances and just, just the, just the ability to be able to do my internship so far away from the U S was a blessing. And, um, mm-hmm. thank you to Bank of America for that. But, um, yeah. Okay. Now, so, uh, for investment banking, right. For, for, for students that doesn't know what it is, like what, what is your understanding so far? What investment investment banking is all about? Yeah. I mean, even before when I was applying, I didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that websites tend to make it more complicated than what it really is. Right. Um, so basically investment banking is, it's an intermediary, like all banks, we're an intermediary, um, like, entity that that um links people who need money with people who has too much money right that's basically the easiest way i can like um describe and the three main well the two main functions of investment bank that's like people that people know a lot about is basically helping um, companies with mergers and acquisition and also help companies raise capital mm-hmm. Um, but both of these like things um, are very like still falls under the whole premise that like we're an intermediary between someone who has like money to spend on something to invest on something with someone who needs money. So for instance, like uh, when you're doing an IPO, so that's like capital raising through equity. Then um, the investment bank is an intermediary between the company who needs money, mm-hmm. who's raising this capital, with people who want to invest their money in something. Right. And that goes the same way with mergers and acquisitions. So a company wants to invest and wants to grow inorganically. So they want to invest in another company by buying that other company. Mm -hmm. And this other company might need money to, I don't know, grow, or maybe it's a company that's in distress and they need money to get out of a debt or whatever. And we link them together. So I guess um, it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as like helping someone who has money with someone who needs money, but that's like, basically what it's about uh, with just a little few kinks like and uh, yeah like in between right oh nice i mean that's that's a really good way of putting it that's really really helpful um it has a little bit of a consulting aspect to it a lot of people get it confused with consulting so for for like to establish and to develop relationship with clients we do consult on things like um, oh, the interest rate environment is really low. Maybe you, sh- you might want to raise some capital through debt, like those sort of thing. 
But I think in consulting, you focus more on the business side of things. So that's mm -hmm. like HR or marketing or operations. While investment banking, we focus more on your finances. Like what should you do with your money? Right. How do you make more money? How should you spend your extra money? Um, just that, yeah, like things right. like that. So they're very related, like especially in mergers and acquisition. Um, I guess of someone, someone uh, that I talked to really did a great job in depicting like what a consultant's job is and what the investment bank banker's job is. Mm -hmm. So in like an, in a merger and acquisition, like in a very simple sense, like the investment banking team will help in deciding like uh, the most appropriate offer price or, um, and also like doing an accretion dilution um, to see whether this merger will result in um, a higher EPS or a lower EPS, like things like that. But the consultant's job, like once the deal has gone through, the consultant's job is, you know, to like make sure that everyone's, uh, that like the people from the other company can merge well with the culture of the new company or how to um, make operations more smooth with, the, with both of the companies now merging together and things like that. So it's like um, whenever two, big com two companies merge or one company acquires another, there's like a ton of people. It takes a village for everything to work out in the end. But um, yeah, like one is just most, more focused on the financial side and one is more focused on the business side. But ultimately, um, it's not like super similar jobs, but it's still sort of similar-ish, I guess. Mm -hmm. You sound like an expert already. Wow. No, it's just <laughs> after like so long trying to figure out what, what these jobs like really entail. Um, obviously, I, I know what's out there in the, in, the, in the internet and some of them are just really not helpful. Yeah. Um, because it is kind of a complex industry, sort of. But like once you get the gist of it, you can actually explain them in like more layman terms. Um, for people who might be interested but not really sure and they don't really want to spend that much time like actually learning the jargon right. um, but but yeah I, I'm obviously not like a super duper expert but I think just like knowing the bigger picture is enough right now but if it if you decide that you really want to get into that and you really want to have a career in that then like obviously you need to dive deeper and know more and actually learn more about it yeah, I agree. And, and I think like when I talk to my students too in high school, like it feels like, you know, some of them think that they already know everything. And then you go to like university and then you go to internship and it's like, like what you know is only like planet earth. And then like you go up to space and you see like billions of stars, you know, yeah, it has, right? it has that, that feeling, right. That it's like, it's deep, it's deeper and more complicated than what we think we know. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then uh, do you have any like last uh, advice for students applying to university and finding a major in general? Hmm, I think, I think if you're someone who don't really know what you want to be doing yet, then find a university um, that gives you the flexibility to explore first before actually declaring your major. Mm -hmm. So that's what UChicago did for me. I mean, for me, it didn't really matter because I knew from the start that I was going to do econ, but a lot of my friends who wanted to do econ in the first place suddenly switched to a pre-med major or a history major now. So um, that's, that's, I think, a, a good advice to have because 
even though I mentioned that your major doesn't really determine your future, it, it does determine what you'll be doing for four years of your life. And trust me, that's not like that short of a time. And if you don't enjoy like your time in school, like that's, that will suck. Like, obviously it's not going to be the end of the world because I, like I said, like um, any major you have, like you can do any job you want basically. Um, but that's also four years of your life doing something that you don't actually like. So that's um, not really a good thing um for you i mean if you're okay with that like that's fine but i know that a lot of universities in the u.s don't require you to declare your major like right at the beginning so that's the good thing about going to school in the u.s like that mm -hmm. flexibility to change majors whenever you want um was also i guess if i can add to like my like the previous question like that's also a good thing about u.s schools um, as opposed to like other schools, like I know UK in the UK, like you have to apply to your major from the beginning and you have to stick with it for the rest of your education. But in the US, like you, you have time to explore um, how much time that varies between different schools. But I know that most schools give you time. Yep. And um, what else? I think, uh, I think just, you know, for, for people who want to aim high and apply to really top schools or even later on when you're already in a top school and you want to apply through top, top firms or industries, that um, you should definitely work hard. You should definitely give it your all. But at the same time, like from experiencing both like uh, college applications and also investment banking applications, um, your strengths and your grades and everything else does matter up to a point but at the end of the day like there's just so many people who wants to go to those jobs wants to go to those schools and but there's only so much space um, and I've seen a lot of people that's like obviously qualified in terms of their skills or their grades and not getting to the school of their dreams or not getting to the firm of their dreams, the industry of their dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fine, it happens, and it's not the end of the world. Like There are countless opportunities out there. Yep. So I think um, just don't be too hard on yourself. Like, yeah, I've seen people having a 1600 SAT with a 45 IB predicted grade getting rejected by top schools. And also people with a 4.0 GPA from a really, really, really top school getting rejected by Goldman Sachs, like that, 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 that just happens. Um, right. Yes. But yeah, I mean, try your best because you never know what's going to happen and you don't want to regret like not trying your best, but if you still don't get it, like, trust me, the process is so weird. Sometimes it's not even, sometimes like you have like 10 different 1600 um, SAT kits in front of you, but you can only choose like two and right. Yeah, something it's just it just comes down to like, oh, I feel that this person is better. But at the end of the day, like it doesn't mean that the person people who didn't get chosen were bad in any way. So yeah, I guess just don't be too hard on yourself right. and just try again. That's that's easier, a really great easier said than done. Obviously, yes. I yes. <laughs> I've had my share of crying or like um, getting really sad by getting rejected because I thought, oh, I did everything. I was so, I was such a good candidate. Like, why didn't they yeah. take me? Like that happened to me too. Yeah. But 
I guess after going through all of that, like having that understanding from the very beginning would really help you take failure more, like take failure better. Yep. Um, but if this is still something that I personally am learning and it's not like an easy thing to learn because everyone hates failure, especially when you've given it your all. Yes. But yeah, I guess as you grow older, that's just something that you need to keep in mind and um, so that you don't get sad, like mm-hmm. super sad all the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. that, and, and you, can, you, can, you can find time to move on and move on to better things. Because mm-hmm. I, I still remember your, your dream school. I still remember your application too. So yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean, my going to U Chicago, like I've always wanted to get like get into a top school, but um, but yeah, I've experienced uh, putting so much effort on one thing that I thought I really wanted, yep. but didn't get it, and then I would put less effort on another thing that I was like eh, about, and then got it. So. Right it doesn't yeah it like life works in such serious ways that um i would say that to try hard and do your best in everything you've got but if it's not meant to be it won't be Mm -hmm. and if it is meant to be like it will be no matter how um weird the process was when you when you actually did it right yeah thank you so much for all that information like I think your story and your your inspiration um I think is going to uh give a, a lot of great voice to to the young generation um so thank you for being a part of this uh show and thank you for giving us your insight information uh we appreciate it so much yeah thank you so much for having me and um I wish everyone good luck on their applications um, yes it's tiring now but when you finally get it or not it's it's going to be a relief either way right that is true thank you very much audrey yeah thank you so much andrew for having me